Welcome to part two of this podcast conversation with music supervisor Matt Biffer. If you haven't listened to part one already, do go back and have a listen to that. Uh, you don't need me to to explain anything more. Here's part two of my conversation with music supervisor Matt Biffer. I'm really keen to get a bit of an insight into your process as yes. a music supervisor when you are tasked with music searching, especially now that you've got a window like Spotify into all music that has ever been created ever. Yes. Um, I was wondering if, if you're if you like something like like a, a, a Spotify there and how you go about doing your searches. I'm just really, really keen to find out. I rarely use I rarely use Spotify. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I rarely use Spotify. Um, I. Is that just because of I, the bank I, of music that you've acquired over over the over the years and stuff? That yes, yes, yeah, and also, um, and also because. I mean, when I do use Spotify, it's usually when I am in a complete jam. Right. uh, And or a little bit sort of creatively stuck. And then sometimes what I do, I'm sure other people do this, so I don't think I'm giving away very much, but I sometimes sort of go back to the song that was most right and then do the old, you know, Spotify radio thing. And then you get 20 songs that are supposedly a bit like that. Just to kind of, just to kind of uh, unstick my brain. Right. I generally start off, I generally uh, start off, uh, because I'm quite old school, I generally start off with, with with my memory, actually. So I'll normally just like, so sometimes sometimes I will just sit and I'll just write song, I'll just write songs down as they sort of come into my, come into my head. Right. Uh, or, uh, you know, I can show you, you know, I mean, I mean, this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh you know, I, I I just sort of write. You know, I mean, I just okay. write. I still write loads of, you know, or yeah, yeah. Uh, artist ideas and you know just stuff like that. Okay. So you know, I I'm still I'm still quite pen and paper. Then I am. Then I then, then I will sort of then I'll start listening to stuff and then and then usually what happens is is that I'll start listening to something and then I'll think of something else and then I'll ping pong over to that thing and then I'll ping pong over to that thing. Right. In conjunction with that, normally normally what we do is we probably will write to all the rights holders, you know, all the record companies, all the publishers, and then mm. we will either sort of give a general overview of what the of what the show is. Yep. And and get and ask them to send stuff. Uh, or uh, it'll be for a specific scene, you know, and and I'll get stuff for that. And 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 I, and I do that because uh, 
very much like with, you know, Stephen Ackroyd and David Webb uh, for sex education, you know, you just need that, you know, that area that you that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Yeah, I mean, you there's know? a lot of, if, 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 if you were able to do a full music search on your own without anybody else's involvement, especially from the rights owners, yeah, you would be a robot, surely, if you're able yeah. to, because there's a lot of music out there. I guess yeah, that, that's, absolutely. Where I, that's where I come from with the whole the usefulness of Spotify, not necessarily from from a discovery or if you like yeah. this, you'll like this point of view, but it's it gives you a window into being able to, to listen to something instantaneously without having to worry about yes. it being on the hard drive that you've got attached to your... Yeah, to yeah, like absolutely. That. So if you're doing your, if you're jotting ideas down, you kind of go, oh, I wonder if, if my memory is, is right there and you can give it a quick listen. Yes, yeah, I, so yes, I mean, um, and of course, you know, now you know, we, we use disco a lot now as well. Okay, yes. you know, so for, for anybody listening to this that doesn't know, disco is a sort of a new platform that basically you can import all your iTunes library into it, but also it is essentially an online thing and people can send you um <clears throat> links to either stream songs or download it and what's useful about that is that you know for those times you know and obviously in the you know when we need everybody needs everything immediately <laughs> you know um you can actually find find you know i i can i can actually sort of send a playlist to people on my phone you know right. i can sort of go into yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know so so that 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 is like super super helpful mm -hmm. um so like i say i mean i i tend to use spotify as an as a last resort okay um and then but you know i was just thinking you, you just sort of reminded me of like i remember like when i did um harry potter and the deathly hallows yeah. part one that sort of dance scene and stuff like that so, i mean that was for me, that was pre-Spotify. I don't know if Spotify was around, but I didn't use it. And that was literally, that was literally a pen and paper job. Right. And, you know, you had to do everything in triplicate, you know, for the three Davids, David Yates, David Heyman, David, um, David Barron. Right. And so, you know, I, so I used to make playlists on iTunes and then burn three CDs and then they would get, and then of course, because it, and then, like, you know, like, Potter had, like, sort of just dedicated couriers that just basically, you know, flitted around the country picking owls. up. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, like, like human owls to, <laughs> you know, so, like, you know, the art department would need sort of, you know, seven yards of a particular, you know, sort of non-reflective purple cloth or something and they would you know so there'd always be people around picking up this really obscure <laughs> stuff right. so occasionally a dude would come around and then you know but and then and then i would so yeah so three three cds of everything three separate sort of you know sheets of paper with the the you know with the song list on it and and then i and then david david yates called me up i think after like the third cd and said i really like track three of cd one which was okay which was oh children 
which 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 it ended up being mm -hmm. and he was like i, I I've, I've still got the notes in my script somewhere from that from that phone call like in pencil uh written down like a few buzzwords like you know not too pointedly romantic and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, timeless blah 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 and then he and so it was like I love that and and I I just want can you just prove to me that that is the best song? So and so and so then so then mm. I, I I event I eventually ended up sending in total nine volumes or so nine you know nine so, so yeah nine nine CD wow. nine sort of playlists if you like and I'd done three and every sort of every sort of CD from three to nine got progressively shitter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sort of, because I was sort of, because I, at that point, you're sort of, you know, you're sort of just in competition with yourself. Do you know what I mean? And you're proving as much to yourself yeah. as, you know. And the other thing was, was like, they were so lovely, the Potter people. And David Yates, they were, you know, was so... Like you, like there wasn't, you couldn't do enough to try and make those guys happy. Do you know what I mean? Because they were so unfailingly polite, and yep. you know, and if they didn't like something, you would have really um, a really intelligent conversation about why something might not be right, and you would have a very clear idea of 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 what was needed after that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. but I mean, I remember, I, I remember towards the end, like CDs eight and nine, I was sort of, I found myself lying on the, on, on the kitchen floor, listening to the radio at three <laughs> in the morning, just sort of like desperate for, I was a bit, I was a bit broken at the end, but just sort of desperate for, you know, just, you know, just anything. And actually, and, and the, the other place that I do, that I find a lot of stuff actually weirdly is shazamming things like Six Music. Okay. <coughs> um, I shazam, like, like my shazam is almost entirely just um, like from Stuart McConey or Huey. So you you make or, sure that you, know, you 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 make a make a habit of having things like six music and stuff like that on for that very reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You because, feel that they they are good tastemakers, yes. good ways into tracks that you know will work for the type of projects that you you get brought in on. Dude, I've got I, I've 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 got some such bangers from Huey Morgan <laughs> uh, occasionally, but you know, and again, you know, Huey, Huey Morgan might play like sort of you know, shake, you know, shake your run by the Beastie Boys. And then that will then set you off onto, you know, all sorts of other stuff, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so I, I try to be, I try to be as open as possible to <clears throat> just hearing, just hearing stuff randomly. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that happens is, is that, you know, like, so at the moment with Sex Education season three, I've read the first three scripts and then I find and then I find like a little, a little sort of concept forming in my mind. And then, and then I find myself, so then what, what happens is I find myself waking up at three in the morning um, with this concept sort of just sort of fighting itself through, do you know what I mean? And, I, and then I find that basically I, I'm just sort of thinking about it for a couple of hours and then I'll, I'll have a phone call about it and then, it, and then they'll go, yeah, that sounds like it's got some merit. And then I will then 
start the whole process off of then finding stuff that ultimately will get sent to the editors yeah. for when you know so and yeah so that that sort of happens to you know there, there's a couple of scripts that i've that i've just read where it's sort of like some sort of quite uh, some quite complicated and outlandish concepts of okay. sort of uh sort of fallen into my little brain so are you are you finding that you're writing little music notes as you are reading those scripts for the first time yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and then and then just sort of and, and then and then there's always this sort of great thing where you sort of like go like i, I mean this is a bit mental but <laughs> you know and then you sort of launch into your thing like what about you know and then when this happens that happens and then and then it's like and of course there are financial implications to this but as an override you know as an idea what do you think mm -hmm. you know and uh you know uh, sometimes it's like yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay and then it's like oh, you know enjoy the process that you have to go through to pitch your ideas to the to the director when you've been sent a script and you're reading through it and your your brain's all, all up and you're going in and then at some point you're going to have to say right this is where i was thinking this could go is that something yeah. that really kind of that gets you you really keen and interested and lively about the project yeah i think so um you know because because i you know i have been doing this a long a long time you know and so and um and so it is important to try and keep uh you know and and not become jaded do you know yep. do you know what i mean um, yeah. and uh part of that is just you know like you know like when you when you love you, you know I th I think to really do this job well, you have to love your characters, you know, and you have to you you, you have to love them. It's mm -hmm. it's it's not good enough to just kind of slightly care about them or kind of think they're quite, you know, they're sort of like amusing or 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 whatever. Like right. you have to really love them. You have to really really care about them, and you have to want to do right by them. Mm -hmm. And that. I, I found that sort of taking that approach actually is really is really helpful uh, particularly with sex education I know we keep on sort of coming back to that but that's because it's sort of quite no quite it's, it's fresh. the ongoing fresh thing as you pointed out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know um where, you know where you know like Amy you know like Amy's sort of storyline in, in in season two you know like was really really important to 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 me, I, obviously it was really important to Laurie. It was, you know, it was just it was just so important to kind of like get that right, mm -hmm. you know. But not but not just for her, but for like all the people that were then going to see it. The 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 you know went you know that went through the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So. So I think I think that really helps. Like you can do it. You know, with I may I, I may destroy you like. I mean that that it was it was really it was really complicated and sometimes like we would ask you know we would ask each other questions like 
uh, about about what Michaela was sort of uh, trying to, you know, sort of trying 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 to say because you know we we, we couldn't, we, you know, we didn't know if she was like criticizing criticizing her characters or just saying this is what this is what we're like okay. or like we're or being ironic about you know and so sometimes we just have to ask ask her you know what it what it was and i remember she she uh she very specifically didn't want uh music that was going to emotionally lead you okay. which is totally which is a totally different yeah it's kind of the other way <laughs> around how you would want to use music surely yeah 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 well well you see this is the thing and i sort of said look you know i you know i'm i'm coming from 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 sex education where like you know we live and die on like reaching people emotionally you know like that's yeah. how we get people is like is 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 for them to be like you know emotionally in it and sort of like you know feeling the feels from that particular song mm -hmm. and then you know like, you know, and and Michaela emphatically didn't want that, and so so, so that's what's really good. Twenty two or twenty three odd years into this career or whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. Michaela actually taught me, like, like you know, like I mean, you know, I'm not old enough and ugly enough to still not learn new shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, and there's a lot of new shit happening at the moment as well. There's what a lot of new shit happening, you know, and uh, you know, and look, I'm not. I'm not out, I mean, no one's out every night now, but, you know, I'm not out every night sort of, you know, absorbing like, you know, the, you know, the underbelly of London's nightlife. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. But Kira is, you know, and, you know, and so, so, you know, and all the, all the, you know, and all the sort of, you know, the, <laughs> the people in the sink departments, you know, you know, the, the rights holders, you know, you know, you're getting old when the people, when the sink teams are getting young. Last you know. time I went to a sink drinks, I didn't recognise anybody there apart from Duncan. No, I know. I thought, ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, not in I that know. group anymore. I can't, cl I've, yeah, I'm closer yeah, yeah. to 40 than, than, than that lot. So, yeah. They're all so young, but you know, but they're, but they're, they're, they're out there sort of living it. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, and that's the whole thing, you know, in, in this business as well, is that, is that you need relationships yeah. to, you know, you know, you need to be on good terms with everybody all the time mm -hmm. to, you know, to, you know, so that you can take their expertise. It's something that I've always liked about synchronization as 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 a sector of the business is that there, there is a a strong always has been a strong camaraderie and sense yeah. that that we're, everyone's in it together rather than against one another even if you're coming out yeah. from different rights owners and things like that it's one of the things that i always really liked and still do yes. like about it um, yeah yeah and and you know and and you know you, you you have to keep learning you know i mean I'm, I'm, well, you know, I'm regrettably 50 years old and, you know, I know, you know, I've absorbed an awful lot of music over, over, you know, my sort of lifetime and stuff like that, but I still don't know it all. Do mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, there, there are obviously huge gaps in my musical knowledge, uh, you know, the older I get, like, obviously I'm not hot shit on grime you know, or UK Garage or, you know, drum yeah. and bass or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, so the great thing about, 
you know, getting to work on something like I May Destroy You is you can kind of like, you can kind of like re-educate yourself yeah. on, on It gives you the opportunity like to, to remove, I guess, I, one of the things that I always really, really liked about working in this area of the business is that you get to remove your personal taste as well yes out of it so you can yes. go you know what it doesn't matter if i like it it doesn't matter if i would be on sitting on the bus or on the tube listening to it through my own uh, off my own back it's what works the best for the project that you're working on and then you 100%. suddenly remove that stuff but you can still get an enjoyment you can get an interest out of music that you would never ever bother listening to if you weren't working on a project like that uh, yeah, 100%. And I think it's a common misconception, misconception about music supervision that, uh, that, you know, that we sort of almost entirely come up with, um, you know, the, the soundtrack to, to stuff. And that, you know, we sort of bestow our impeccable music taste <laughs> on incredibly, on incredibly grateful uh, directors and editors and all that kind of stuff. Um, the answer, you know, the, the, you know, it actually couldn't be further from the truth. Again, you know, like as I keep on sort of saying, you know, it is, uh, it, it has to be a team effort, mm -hmm. and you know, and the, and you know, you are you are only helping to tell somebody else's story, you know. So you can't. I remember years ago, uh, I did I did this uh, documentary called Goth Cruise, right, right, which was about goths that go on cruises right? <laughs> does exactly what it said on the tin Love and it. you know and we sort of like cleared i mean i won't name names but we sort of cleared uh you know as sort of a very famous goth song that was then sort of you know rearranged into a sort of like almost like a music box type thing right and actually and like a member of this band this really famous goth band like contacted me and said oh, I hear that, that there's going to be an arrangement done and I'm the only person that can do this, you know. So he went away, did his arrangement and sent it to me and I sent it to the director. And the director sent him a very polite, very well thought out email yeah. about why what he had done was not quite right. And he emailed <laughs> me, he emailed me and said that he felt that, he was, that it was like having his children interfered with yeah. And that, you know, and that we should basically go and get some hack to go and sort of, you know, rip up his life's work and that he was off for a lie down in the dark room. But Do you know what I mean? It is a tricky one. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been working with songwriters, composers and artists kind of between the age of 18 and 22 for the past four years now. Yeah. And because I come at the conversation not from a from a working with artists from an A&R perspective, but from the music and media perspective. So it, it's the secondary yes. reason behind the music being used. It's not yeah. primary. And I, I've been talking to a lot of songwriters saying, look, it's not all about making, making albums and playing live. It's you've got a skill, which is songwriting. Can you put that to good use and talking to them about production music and things like that? And yeah. Yeah. a lot of the songwriters find it very difficult to remove the, I guess, the artisticness, yeah. the the pouring your heart and soul out in, into a piece of music from the, the, the just the skill of being able to write music and the right music for something else. It's and they find it really, really tricky. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Graham Coxon was amazing at this, you know, because basically, uh, so Graham, so so Graham is like compulsively creative, right? Okay, right. like he just basically, like once he's in it, he can't stop. Okay, creating, you know. And there were times, uh, like in season one, where we were almost getting stuff like in real time, <laughs> like you know, where like you know he'd like start off, you'd get like idea one. And then five minutes later, idea two would come, which was started off where idea one ended and then went somewhere else entirely different. Right. Then there was idea three, which was nothing like either of the first two. <laughs> and and then idea four, which sort of took the best bits and everything like that. And that was the thing that sort of ended up being used. But what, I mean, Graham just used to, uh, I, you know, I mean, he would get up in the morning and just and go to work, mm -hmm. you know, and he would just sort of allow himself and in allowing himself the freedom of basically not being him. Right. Uh, you know, I think he found that quite, quite freeing because, you know, okay. he wasn't writing like a Graham Coxon solo album. <laughs> he was writing. He was writing what was going on in James's mind or in right. Alyssa's mind, or do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And 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 also it was kind of like very dictated. The sound of what he was doing was dictated by the way the thing looked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the difference when when you when you're kind of scoring or composing for something like that versus versus something like production music, for instance, which is kind of it's albums worth of material with no particular yeah. kind of angle to it it's just a, a, a an example of a style of music exactly and so that certain exactly. things work work better in a creative person's head and stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know i mean i think you know I, you know and you know graham got walking all day out of it which he wrote in i in i i think he wrote it in about 20 minutes and i the best songs are always written in 20 yeah, minutes. yeah yeah absolutely and 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 i think it is it is the most streamed song of his solo output, weirdly, right. you know. So, um, and it sort of came to him like, I, d I don't even think he'd been awake that long, you know. <laughs> it just sort of like... Fell out of bed it just it sort of fell out on Yeah, so, you know, so, uh, you know, I think, you know, artists have to be, have to be just, yeah, sort of receptive to, you know, taking themselves out of the equation and sort yeah, of, yeah. you know, and then sort of putting themselves into... The characters, you know. Yeah. Net Netflix have come out with these kind of choose your own vo yes. uh, viewer viewer decides stories. Yes. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Bandersnatch, and there has been discussion about there not necessarily being a choose your own story but choose your own music because as we discussed a little bit earlier that music does have a power to to shift the the viewer to feel different things to 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 view the same scenes in different ways i was yeah. just, i was interested to find out whether or not you've been involved in any conversations where this kind of stuff has has come up in any in any projects you've been working on with Netflix and also your your opinion as a music supervisor on on this kind of viewer decides rather than the creative team behind the film or the, behind the TV show decides. So, so right, okay. Uh, 
I haven't a nice been, invo been involved in anything like that. Uh, but it sort of strikes me that I'm not sure you can have viewer decides because then how do you clear it? You know, somebody, you know, it might be, it might be me sort of, you know, sort of thinking of some obscure Richard Hell song or something like that. So, and that clearly has to be cleared. But so, I guess it would just be that, you know, you have three or four I, different versions think, of songs cleared, I guess. I think, just, yeah, it's, exactly. It's more work for you lot. <laughs> But I'm all for, I mean, actually, I am kind of all for it, you know, because A, I think it would show, I think it would, I, I think it would show uh, people just how powerful a song can be. Yeah. And also how shit the wrong song can be as, okay. as well. Or even how shit a sort of a really good song is that just isn't quite working with, I've seen loads of, uh, you know, sort of clips or scenes where, you know, there's a really amazing song, like couldn't have picked a better song myself, like in terms of like it being, you know, just an extraordinary bit of work yeah. that just doesn't quite, that is like 90% there with the picture. Mm -hmm but isn't really delivering, right. do you know what I mean? And that's a really difficult thing to kind of get get into. It's a difficult rabbit hole to get into. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, actually, I think it would be really interesting to sort of, for people to have sort of like different options of, di you know, of different sort of songs. And then, you know, and they could watch watch the scene four times with four songs and, and sort of see, uh, see, uh, you know the the, the effect. The, the 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 example I always give. Do you remember Different Strokes? Do you remember that show, Different Strokes? Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you go on YouTube and you and you and you look at the theme song for or the opening of Different Strokes with the theme song. Mm -hmm. So that that's one thing. And then then there is a thing. If you also go on YouTube, I think it's called Creepy Strokes, <laughs> which is the same footage with some sort of like really dark right. John Carpenter synthy type stuff. And all of a sudden you've got these two black kids getting into a limo with an old white man. <laughs> and then, then, and then they kind of get out of this limo and then, you know, and the white man sort of, you know, is like really happily encourages these two kids and the last shot is this sort of white man with his arm around these two young black kids going into this massive, very posh right. uh, apartment block, <laughs> you know, and all with like, you know, and it's like that footage just becomes something completely different. Yeah. Entirely different, entirely different, you know, and, um, you know, and so and I've I've always so I always use that as an as a, an example of like if you want to know how effective music is, that's where you start. You know, yeah. um, so I you know what I mean? I, I it, it probably will happen. I mean, yes, it would be more work, but I think it would be quite interesting because also it's sort of like you know it's sort of, it's sort of like I guess it would also take from you know like. 
as I say, like you know, people have different opinions on on what on what works, and actually, you can kind of take all those different opinions and sort of you know chuck them all on there, mm-hmm. and maybe each of them is is valid, and everybody will have their favourites, and you know, I'm talking about the audience once they actually yeah, get yeah. to sort of you know. So I mean, I, yeah, I'm. I'm all for it, you know, okay. actually. Because I guess there, there would be people out there that kind of go, no, this is the vision, this is where it needs to go. Oh, you get that all the time. But I guess yeah, it, yeah, just, yeah. it just adds more clearance work, which I'm sure is the bit of your job that you enjoy yes. the most. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would need to be factored into it. But <laughs> uh, yes, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, hell yeah. I'm, okay. I'm definitely down with that. Um, Last question, and then I can. Yes. I'll leave you to your day. Um, no worries. There's all there's. It, it's a very sought after position, music mm-hmm. supervision. There's lots of people wanting to get into it. As we pointed out, there's always new people coming into the. Thing. What 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 things should those who want to get into music supervision um, be doing uh, to get there uh, beyond just meeting? people who are creating things who, you know directors and stuff like that what does a what does a music supervisor in 2020 really need in the locker <clears throat> so i mean from a practical perspective you know just into uh, you know i mean you need to work you know and you and you need to you know so i i, I think you need to start uh sort of like knocking on the doors of like short film directors, you know, directors at film school and all this kind of stuff. And, and doing that because I mean, you know, um, there is a, there is a sort of a, why, why, why does a song work to picture, you know, like there, there isn't a formula. It's like, it's like a strange, it's like a a strange instinct that you Mm -hmm. can't really teach. You just kind of know it, or you kind. Of, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just weird. I, I don't even know. You know, and it is very arbitrary. You know, so you are, you are trying lots of different stuff now. So in trying lots of different stuff, that inevitably means that you have to educate yourself in the in as much music as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. We've alluded to the fact, obviously, that you know that there is a lot of music out there. You can't possibly know all of it. Uh, But nevertheless, you have to have like a really strong, you know, sort of, I would say almost anoraki affiliation, you know, and, you know, like for me, I kind of, I, I didn't sort of like deliberately try and learn stupid shit about music. It just kind of happened. It just kind of fell into my brain, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? And it sort of turns out that, e- that even sort of like, you know, like video clips that I might have seen when I was sort of six of Roxy Music on the old Grey Whistle test, mm-hmm. like sort of stuck in my brain where other stuff, you know, wouldn't have a hope of, you know, lodging, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so so there is that and so you know you have to you have to try and uh learn the history of popular music in as much you know if that's even possible Mm -hmm. but you know like start off at robert johnson and work your way up 
and, and, and work and, and work. Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, there's, you know, it becomes very, very fractured, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and Robert Johnson isn't even the place to start. But, you know, like, it, I mean, yeah, you know, start with Robert Johnson and then work on. And then, you know, and then and then you get to Elvis and then it's like all fucking bets are off. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, then. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, we, we we did that. I don't know. Did, did you... Did you take part in that quiz, the sync this, you know, the sync drinks? No, no, I didn't. Music I didn't quiz. Involved. I, I heard a lot about it and saw all the, the, the remnants yeah. of it and stuff like that. The, yeah, it was the, the, yeah, the we, first we lockdown the Biffers, sync Biffers. drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had uh, we had the Biffa Absolute Bastard round, which was, you know, sort of me sort of being, being a really smug music supervisor, sort of going like, <laughs> finally get him to sort of like you know flex this stupid fucking knowledge that i've sat on for 20 years like <laughs> what job tim buckley had when he got thrown off electra for doing star sailor which was being sly stone's chauffeur oh nice he lost his deal because he just was too weird even for electra records having done this star sailor thing and so for a while he was just out of the biz and, and was Sly's Sly chauffeur. And I've sat on that for like literally sort of 20, <laughs> 20 years and never had the opportunity to sort of, you know. Show off go, your, go, your look, genuine encyclopedia. I know this. Music. I know this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, nobody gives a fuck, obviously. But, you know, so, but, but that is part of being a music supervisor, yeah. you know. And then the other thing is admin. You know, because actually 60% of the job probably is admin. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's it's Google Docs. It's going on PRS for Music Database. It's going on PPL. You know, it's finding out, It you know, it's it's making sure you have 100% of a copyright accounted for. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's basically trying to work out where that 3% of the copyright is. And that, yeah. even in this day and age, can be can take months of dedicated internet sleuthing to sort of find some of those mistakes that you meant that you very briefly mentioned at the beginning of the chat. Were they admin yeah. related? Yes. There we go. I cleared. Uh, so going back to Anarchy in the UK, I cleared. I thought I cleared it for the world, but I'd only cleared it for the world X USA. And those and are the things you, you either find out because you've got someone above you pointing you in the direction or you find out because you didn't do it and you won't do it again. I, I Fortunately, I found out in time and had to spend many a night trying to sort of like slightly chatting up the receptionists at, uh, <laughs> Warner, at Warner Records in L.A., trying to get hold of the right person in the singing department so that I could basically try and put this really quite catastrophic mistake right. It's a stressful time and you only do it once. Very much so. Matt, yeah. thank you so much for, talk for <laughs> talking you. to me today. It's been great. No problem, mate. Thank you so much.
massive thank you to Matt, as I mentioned right at the beginning of these two podcasts, for giving up the time to talk to me. It's an amazing conversation. He's an amazing guy. Um, really appreciate him giving up his time. Do check out the Netflix shows. I can't rate all of them highly enough. Sex Education, End of the Fucking World, they're all great. Um, do check out the stuff that he's done for the BBC that he was talking about. I'll put the various links, as always, in the description below. Do get in touch with me at the podcast if you'd like to to reach out, say hi, give some feedback. Please do rate and review the podcast if your podcast provider gives you that option. Uh, thank you f- to for, for everybody that continues to listen. It, it means a lot. Uh, with a bit of luck, there'll be plenty more of these episodes to come for the rest of 2020. Um, For now, that's enough from me. Goodbye.